Welcome, kid. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And uh, yeah, this is a podcast, if you were already aware. <laughs> it's vaguely about guitars. It's, I think I think we're we're like, I would call it maybe 70% guitars on a generous basis, a very generous basis, and then like, the rest is like music industry in general. Guaranteed. That's right. Every episode has more gear-related content than the Gear Slim. That is neither good nor bad. They're just that's a statement of fact. Well, they have that fun game. Um, the guess that pedal reviews that they've been doing for a long time, and I just <laughs> love it every time because uh, it's just like these guys go down those those wormholes about uh, like someone complaining about like the battery <laughs> brand and <laughs> one of the pedals and i still think about that sometimes and how that guy just left a bunch of reviews on amazon for batteries um <laughs> uh, yeah no those guys are great uh if you haven't yeah. listened to them this is the uh your friendly reminder that you need to go check out the gear slum they're great <sighs> folks uh but fair warning don't watch it if you're not ready to laugh until a rib breaks I'm never ready for that. Well, then you shouldn't be listening. Uh, listen at your own, uh, your own uh, caution, your own danger. What's the? I know that you're going for a specific phrase, <laughs> and uh, I don't think either of us know exactly what that phrase was. But I think we both know that that was wrong somehow. Peril. Peril. That's the word. Uh, I, the I took word. a break last couple of weeks from my. Uh, pestering you with intentionally wrong idioms and i thought it was uh i thought it was a fair time to resume that uh, so now you're pretending you did that on purpose uh duh all right you know what i i usually would believe you but for some reason i don't uh, nobody ever does that's fair um so to change topics really quickly i was listening to the song by our Patreon supporter, Joe Braga. She performs under the, the name Joan of Heart. She just released her first little single into the world. And it's so lovely. Aw. Yeah. She just, I just got the link today and I know you've been kind of offline today. So I think, I mean, have you been able to listen to it? Cause it's really, it's nice. I haven't yet, but I will definitely be doing it before the weekend's out because Joe is a lovely human. And the clips that I've heard in the uh, Patreon group have been awesome. It's just so beautiful. And uh, she said she was telling me that she was inspired by uh, when Devon Whitaker was on our show. Because that was, that was definitely yeah, yeah. like a – that was inspirational. I'm like, man, I would buy a ticket to that guy's self-help seminar. And I Not would never normally do that kind of thing. I don't normally trust self-help people because typically – People who are great at helping others aren't great at helping themselves, but I digress. Seriously. That, that, that makes a lot of sense for that, the people I've seen. That episode was awesome. And like, even just like being one of the people speaking on the episode, like I was just listening and listening and I feel like we, we really, fun. we really tag teamed asking questions and then just listening. Like it was just like blocks where I would just get to less listen and then 
blocks where you would just get to listen it felt like oh yeah like wind him up let him go is phenomenal yeah so it was really nice check out his uh so check out joe's song joan of heart it's on Bandcamp, and check out devon i think he just he either just did or is soon releasing music soon. as well and he has the demo channel soon yeah some rad stuff some excellent cinematography and make sure to give that oh, a yes. give that a look so uh yes. all right time for shenanigans what are you drinking tonight i actually don't usually have a drink when we record at night I but I do have uh the very last uh sparkling water <laughs> that we have in the house. Oh, oh no. That's a end time situation if I've ever heard one. <sighs> Rick asked me uh right before we recorded, it, he's like, Do you want to split this LaCroix? And I looked at him, I'm like, No, <laughs> I want you to give me the whole thing. <laughs> so then he did his little what he calls the Patsy tax and he so he took some he took some off the top. It's fine, it's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. What are you drinking? I uh, found a bottle of something I haven't looked super hard for, uh, but I happened to be in Total Wine the other day and wasn't even going in for this at all. Uh, what I was going in for is a bottle of Sinar, uh, which is an Italian artichoke liqueur, which sounds oh. super. Uh, that sounds like it would be terrible, but it does. See, Someone that I know, his name's Atley. Great guy. Do you know him personally? I just know him from the internet. I just know him from the internet at this point. Okay, but I, he I seems it. great. And his okay, you're probably already going to mention that he does like all the time those really cool cocktails. Phenomenal bartender. Uh, I'm not even going to say amateur. He's just a bartender. He's phenomenal. Uh, some of the stuff I've seen him put up is just great. I don't know where he's getting his recipe list, but the the breadth of what he's able to cover is awesome. It's like, but it's, it's the, very, art, it's artisanal, but like approachable. What they call those mixologists, I'm pretty sure. Sure. I mean, that sounds fancier than bartender. Bar, bartender sounds like the guy that you brought home to ch show your parents. They're like, oh. But That's mixologist. Mixolog I'm just saying there's a stigma. I don't, I my Trust dad would actually have been stoked for me to bring home a bartender <laughs> i think like my dad was a bartender in, in college and early in his teaching career like in the summers and stuff well to be clear yeah. i'm just sharing what the general stigma could be i am certainly not representing my own thoughts and feelings about bartenders in that specific sentiment because let me tell you they do society a great service so Anyways, so he recommended getting a bottle of Sinar, and I've been waffling on, like, I don't know, that sounds super funky. So naturally, I found the uh, the will to go out and track it down in the midst of a pandemic, and walked into Total Wine, and I just knew right off the bat, there's no way, if they had it, I was going to be able to find it browsing. So I walked up, someone said, hey, I'm looking for this, and he looked at me, uh, and did a double take. He's like, actually, yeah, we I think we've got, like, one bottle left. Oh. And he walks me, walks me down like the back corner of the store, and it's there's one bottle left. Uh, so I was like, Yeah, Dang. got it. And I turned around and I see this bottle of whiskey because uh, it happened to be half half liqueur, half whiskey for that aisle. Now, you're, this is where things start to get a little judgmental, sort of. Well, not judgmental, I don't know. I used once upon a time, um, in a land pretty much here. I drink Evan Williams. Evan Williams is a cheap bottom shelf bourbon. I think it's perfectly fine. It's not super great. 
for drinking neat, but for mixing, it's it's perfectly acceptable. Uh, it's, it just comes in a black label. It looks reminiscent of Jack Daniels. I, I prefer it over Jack, but that's and not that's all you want in college is whatever it's, you just said. It's cheap and it's it's reasonably tasty. There's nothing. It's not super complex, but it's not offensive either. So it's kind of what you want out of a bottom shelf liquor. And I I enjoy Evan Williams, but I've read somewhere someone told me about there's like there's the black label and then there's the bottled and bond white label. And that's what I ran into. I haven't seen, it's not something that like your average grocery store would, would stock, but bottled and bond is the one that I found. And so I was like looking at them like for 15 bucks, how do I go wrong? So it's a hundred proof bottled and bond, Evan Williams, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I actually poured it before the show and I haven't got around to sipping it. So I'm sure I'll sip it at some point during, during the show. Genuine sour mash. Cool. In other words, it's just my attempt at trying to find a excellent bottle of whiskey at a low price point. So, <laughs> tail is all this time. <laughs> so that's a journey. Many of many have taken that road. All right. So how many? How long did I manage to drag that story out for? Because I feel like I'm getting really good. It talks like fast. three and a half minutes. So yes. like three and a half minutes. It's not maybe. a record, but it's respectable. Yeah, well, let's not let's not try to break any records tonight. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All, all cheers to that. Ding. Ping. I don't have anything good to cheers with. But um, what's what else is new with yours? Should I talk for a while since you just talked? I think my flow's all off. I think before we uh, lose any more listeners, uh, why don't what's new with you? Well, uh, a lot. I've been getting some really cool stuff in. Uh, but I think that what's kind of cooler for me personally is that I just took the first week off I've had with my husband since like 2016. And even though we couldn't really go anywhere, we hung out at the house. We took we like worked on some projects together we've been wanting to work on. We watched movies every night. We We cooked a lot more. And uh, we took a night up where we went north to Bellingham, uh, Washington, for lunch. And then we spent the night at a an Airbnb, like a two-minute walk from the waterfront at Birch Bay. And that was just really nice. We watched the sunset, which is just very hokey romantic. But I learned that my husband can skip rocks on bodies of water, which is a skill I do not possess, but have always found like as enviable and daunting and i have failed as many times as i have tried when i tried juggling so it's like watching him skip these rocks like four or five skips i was like it was really fun and then the next day we drove up oh we drove east a bit and then north a bit and uh we sat on the american side of the border with canada and my friends who live in canada sat on the canadian side of the border because along the border in canada uh, there's just like this avenue called Zero Ave. So uh, they went to the spot, one of the spots there where all of that's between our two countries is like a guardrail. And there's like a border patrol officer who hangs out and like will just remind you to not pass anything over, not touch and stay six feet away from each other. <laughs> but yeah, I just hung out with a, with a Canadian friend. I wasn't sure I'd be able to see in person for, for a really long time. 
And did they offer to let you make a run for it and join the uh, the other side? Or uh, you cannot joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, not at the border, but <laughs> which is where I was. You joke about it after you make the run for it and get away. Oh man! If only I—I I, I think it's like that's such a lazy joke, and I really wanted to make it, but also I, it wasn't really a joke. <laughs> I really—they have like three hundred active cases in all of BC, no, and they were down to single you. digits. <sighs> I, oh. But their governor, their, their—I don't know, whatever their version of a governor is. <laughs> I think I think my friend was telling me that uh, he said there won't be any live music till 2021. Dang. Which is what someone from Live Nation said. But New Zealand's over there like, we just had our first arena show. And that was like a month ago. Right. Like way ahead of the curve. Literally zero cases there. That's incredible. Yeah. I got kicked out of Canada once. Have I told you that story before? No. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell that story another time, but once upon a time I was sort of kicked out of Canada and sort of just flat out denied entry. Uh, Are you so, banned from Canada? I don't think so. Not likely. Like what do you have to do? <laughs> they are really nice about it. I mean, they're Canadians. Uh but yeah, no, I was denied entry. I was trying to go to Canada when I was in middle school. I was on vacation, actually up here in Washington. It's my first time up in Washington and was with a group of folks. Uh, so it was me, my brother, my mom, and then my friend's family. So it was his mom, him and his four siblings, and another uh, another kid that was staying with him at the time who was going through some weird home stuff. So there was, let's hear, one, two, seven kids in the car and two moms. And only the moms had identification. So we wanted to go like, right, we're just going to go drive through Canada for the afternoon, eh? And the Canadian Border Patrol were like, yeah, this looks like human trafficking. They yeah. Need, they all need identification that. and letters from the fathers. Like, come on. Yeah. So a little awkward, but they let us drive over the border, stare for a minute, and then drive back. So so I'm sorry, where were, where are we crossing the border again? This would have been over on the Spokane side of things. Okay, I, I was too. So it I wasn't like it wasn't like how there was Pe- there's Peach Peace Arch Park on our side, and it's actually the one. I think the only place that I know of in Canada that Americans can technically go to because of some weird treaty with the United States that if Canada ever closes Peace Arch Park uh, to Americans, that then America gets a part of Canada by in Michigan. I think by Detroit, maybe. Wow, that's some really strange politics. <laughs> but hey, we need to keep open this uh, this public park here, and uh, or else we get to uh, steal some of your land. <laughs> that seems reasonable. It does. That's something oh, you those... expect to see, like from like an HOA, like hey, those, like those... you got to yes. keep your grass green, or your lawn becomes or it's a ours opportunity. <laughs> it's ours. We own yeah. it. Yeah, dude. Like. <laughs> Three those poor, pe- those poor people who are like, if it, I don't even know if this land is like inhabited, but if so, like those poor Canadians who are suddenly Americans. Oh, no. What? I don't see That's the issue. Terrible. They get freedom. They're they're so terrible. oppressed where they're at. We would liberate them. Come on. They're gonna. Their medical bills are gonna shock them. They don't even know what a medical bill is, Emily. 
Don't tell, don't scare them. Yeah, let, let them ease into it. It's all worth it. Do you want me to cry? Do you want me to cry? Uh, I'll do that. Uh, no, no. Don't, so don't um, cry because I've got medical bills coming up. I'm not looking forward to. They're all planned, oh, but not looking forward to yes. copying up the money. Feels like robbery. Not a fan. Well, uh, what's new with you? Uh, I also coincidentally went on a short little vacation. Nice. I. Uh, uh, me and the fam went out to – we know someone who's got a lakefront property or soundfront property, I guess, out um, in the – Waterfront. Uh, you can just say waterfront. Waterfront. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes you that, have to pull the word back a great that, level. That time I wasn't actually uh, trying to screw that up intentionally. That was just me being weird. My brain not firing all cylinders. Anyways, waterfront property out in the sound. So – Far enough out in the boonies where there's not cell service, save for like there's one hallway or if you hold the phone like just right, you get like half a bar of service. And like you can sort of get through a phone call, but only if you put it on speaker because if you put it up to your ear, you lose service. So I basically turned off my phone the entire five days. It was great. Nice. Uh, oh, that sounds no nice. No Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, no text messages, no phone calls, no email, just nothing. It was it. Um, wow. I drank some scotch and soda, did some kayaking. Vegetables were involved. Uh, yeah, okay. it was a good time. Thanks for specifying that vegetables were part of your vacation and leaving me to wonder why you had mentioned <laughs> that. I missed a chunk of that. I meant to say like lots of lean beef. Um, that was part of... Uh, I, oh, I so you're saying you ate a lot of burgers? No, lean beef and scotch and some kayaking and yes, vegetables were involved. You know, the thing is, I, I, that was, I don't usually rehearse like punchlines, but I was like thinking like, I'm going to get this all lined up and then drop in the, okay, fine. I had some vegetables and I just, really... and then, and then how do you feel that you thought that joke out and it landed with such a thud? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. Did that not come across? I was just confused and I feel like that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Wow, that was that was not what I meant. Oh my god! All right. So you you asked me what I drank. That's my first bad joke in I think 67 episodes. So yeah, I was gonna say when you asked me what I was drinking, I didn't tell you what I had previously drank, which was a little bit of um, oh, a THC and CBD soda. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, this is just see. If I had known that, oh, this gets a lot more fun. I guess you get to talk about crunchy things. No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, uh, oh, yeah. Do we either of us have any new gear things? I mean, I kind of have a lot. I don't know what I want to talk about. I, I haven't. I got spent most of the last week on vacation. And I've only been back for a few days and have spent that time catching up on a lot of things. I've got some exciting things coming up for Fox Cairo. Uh, we've got some exciting things coming out, but I won't talk about that on the air quite yet. Uh, and then. The old day job has been treating me very well and giving me a lot to work on. Pretty excited. Some projects I'm really excited about. So yeah, awesome. I'm actually, it's good work to come back to. I'm not like, oh, I'm back to work. Dang it. But it was a really good, wholesome, yeah. wholesome, wholesome week off. Cool. And specifically the point about the vegetables, I'll explain that. Okay. I'll, I'll explain that real quick. I've been making a point of trying to eat healthier because COVID has wrecked me and I, when I say COVID has wrecked me, I just mean that it gave me an excuse to make the bad life decisions I was wanting to make anyways. 
so I've gained a little bit of weight and I'm starting to stare down the possibility that I might possibly be going back into work, you know, sometime in the next 12 months. I should probably start getting back into the shape I was in before COVID so I can fit into the clothes that I wear for work. <laughs> so been eating a yeah, lot okay. of lot of lean meats, a lot of vegetables, not a lot of carbs, uh, kind of just adjusting my diet to be more fish heavy. And yeah, it's been feeling a lot better this week, actually. Good. It's funny how that works. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, I've been running a lot more, but I'm pretty much the same weight I was when COVID started. So at least there's that. I'm up 15 pounds, I think. I wish Not- I could drop 15 pounds with any ease. I think if I keep up with the diet adjustment and if I continue to start working out like I have for the last few weeks, uh, keep up that pace and slowly start working that new routine, I think I'll be in, in much better shape, pun intended, yeah. uh, by, the time we, by the time we reopen. Granted, when that's going to be, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, um, I had my temperature taken to, you know, some of the places you go now, you have to have your temperature taken before you go in. So someone actually took my temperature and she said, that can't be right. Let me do that again. And she says, this says your temperature is 95 degrees. That's not great. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I knew my temperature kind of ran low. Like my average is more like 96. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that seems wrong. But <laughs> I looked up like why one might like what happens when one body temperature is 95 degrees. And it says for short periods, nothing. But that's that's when you start getting hypothermia. <laughs> So I also looked at the causes of, of having a low body temperature. One of them said slow metabolism. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm on video more, I, you know, I don't care that much, actually. I, I don't. I don't. I'm married. I'm, like, 31. <laughs> no, I... I I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't like honestly care like what other people are looking at and going, you it's like, it's honestly, it's just for me. I, I would just like yeah. to feel better. I'd like to know that I'm making healthier decisions and taking care of myself and giving yeah. myself a better shot of making it to 80 than, uh, than I would otherwise. Yeah. I'm sure your family would appreciate that. Probably. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Your great grandkids. I, like <laughs> I, I just take grandkids. Yeah, hey it's man, if you're worried, if you're if you're worried about whether or not your kids like you, that means you're not a, a parent whose kids would hate them. <laughs> it's always the parents who are like, oh, my kids love me. And I'm like, is that right, kids? And like, no. <laughs> it's always the parents who are like, like they, they never let you go see your friends. They emotionally abuse you or just are, are rude to you. Never say sorry to you. Say it's my house, my rules, start charging your rent the moment you turn 18. These parents who do like this hard ass stuff, they're the ones who are like, why don't my kids ever call me? Just fair warning. If this turns into a therapy session, I do charge for that. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should probably get back to guitars. No, but I have some a lot of fun new gear I'd like to talk about. Tell me about the gear. Uh, well, I got the Arborist by Gale, so that's like the right half of their sadly defunct uh, Gigantum drive, which was a dual drive. It's like a medium overdrive, and it kills. Dang. And for like 180 bucks. 
Nice. It's, it's a good pedal. It's a good, it's a pedal. good price point. I think so. Um, and I also have uh, the other pedal I have. It's not really a pedal. It's the uh, Tysco Interface. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was just playing around with that yesterday, and I was using it to to learn a song that um, a friend wants me to uh, do some socially distanced gig with her. So I'm like, well, let's just send me the song first. And uh, so I was using it to like learn her song and it's really neat. It's like a little USB plug goes into your computer and I didn't try it with studio one, but I did try it with the, uh, the band lab. It's like an in browser kind of just like garage bandy type thing. Right. And so I was using it with that and that has like these guitar sound presets and it's not, I haven't figured out if there's a point where you can be like, okay, so let's add, like, let's create the signal chain based on this stuff or anything like that. But it is like, uh, here's a jazzy clean, here's a blues rock, here's a hard rock, here's a heavy metal, here's a, like, shoegaze, which was a pretty funny one, I thought. Ooh. But, like, just being able to kind of, like, dial in a general sound and play over the track um, versus, like, plugging all of my pedals or even a couple pedals into an interface uh, to learn the song just because you wanted to, I liked, I like it to at least sound like an overdriven guitar, even when like, even if it has a lot of other effects as I'm learning it, I don't know. Right. I think it just like, that just helps me uh, like cut through uh, the mix over the track. Probably. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, well, that's just me, but it was really handy for that. So that's cool. And so I guess I'll be doing a video with that in the next couple of weeks, but I don't know exactly when yet. So I, I'm going to ask the question. And you know the question's coming. I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you, when do I get my pedals back? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to do you want to do you want to be a little bit mad at me, but understand that this is all very last minute? No, I'm not actually mad. I just like to tease. I was on <laughs> this morning. Oh, don't, don't say that out loud. Don't no cut. Oh cut, crap! Cut, bad, bad. No, 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 no. Ah. Okay. You're in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was in your neighborhood. I was in your neighborhood. <laughs> I forgot. Um, no, but I was in your neighborhood doing a socially distance rehearsal. But it was really early and I was in a big time crunch and I left the house and was like, oh, no, nah, you're all good. I uh, honestly had a migraine this morning was like not in commission at all. So I probably wouldn't have even answered my phone. Yikes. Okay. Well, then I feel a little less bad. I'm sorry no. you had a migraine, but I'm glad it I'm glad it saved my ass. <laughs> I'll probably be headed that direction probably by the end of the week to go uh, see the Soyd Boys. The kind of Oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Soyd Boys, as in Sinusoid Boys, not as in the weird insult that some men make toward other men. Right, right. Reason. As if, like... <laughs> They're like, soybeans have estrogen. I'm like, and? Do you know the dumbest part about, like, that insult? Like, implying that soybeans raise male estrogen levels? 
I mean, I do, but I'm going to let you say it. You know why? I think I might have, we might have had this conversation already, but it's because soy is estrogen, yeah, but it's plant estrogen, so our bodies don't absorb it the same. What does reduce, uh, well, increase estrogen is dairy, <laughs> cow yep. milk. So your good old American uh, milk cow, cow farm, your cow milk that y'all American boys drink, uh, the, the kind of guys who say soy boy probably, and your yogurt and your ice cream and your cheese, it, it's increasing your estrogen levels. You're the soy. Wow, there's a lot of blank space in this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I think after last week's episode, uh, which I think was very well received, I think was very necessary um, message. I think the heaviness of that I'm still kind of coming down from. Um, but yeah. it, on that topic, though, like seriously, thanks to everybody who sent the show uh, encouraging messages. Uh, reading through the messages that we got in response to that episode, I, I think is given me uh, an extra dash of hope for the future of the music industry, uh, allowing me to dream a little bit of a day when uh, everybody can feel included and safe in the music industry. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of what that turns into. So you you guys are all, honestly, you guys are all the heroes and keep up the good work, fight fight the good fight. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. And you know what? Drink milk if you want to drink milk. Also Eat tofu if you want to eat tofu. Tofu's great. I no, I disagree. <laughs> well, you can't have soy. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's great. It's personally for me, it's not great. That means it can't be great for anybody. Right, that like masks, <laughs> <laughs> like masks, or like interactions with certain professions. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we? Uh, we'll sponsors. <laughs> sponsors. This week's episode <laughs> is sponsored by Spun Loud Effects based out of seattle washington what what they they recently released the v2 of their blister and peel dual drive slash fuzz pedal that can take you from a clean boost to a really nasty like verge of octave fuzz um and i will be loaning that to you andrew looking forward to it it'll match my face loan is your face orange uh it's peeling i had a a lack of sunscreen mishap on a very long kayak adventure. Oh, bummer. Um, <laughs> to get back to blister and peel. <laughs> so that's what you meant. It's like, it's what will be happening to your face. Gotcha. No, it, it's already ha- like my face is currently like peeling with dead skin. I thought you said it was going to be, it was, did you literally say it would be orange like your face or did you mean blister and peel like your face? Blister and peel like my face. More, okay. more. You didn't mention life. orange. You didn't mention no, orange. No, no. I, I have not frequented any spray tanning booths or white houses lately. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think he has, uh, Dana has a couple of those left in stock as of recording. So Buy I'm sure he'll. it's gone. I mean, I'm sure he'll make more, but yeah, if you, if you're more interested in trying it sooner rather than later, eh, maybe get on that and maybe tell him we sent you. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's great. Um, yeah, that's, that's the sponsor I have. Well, cool beans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to have them. Oh, totally. Um, Well, my dream sponsor for the show is maybe like Fender. Ooh. 
I think that would be nice. That sounds nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe they could make me a signature guitar. And that you one, of course. Distinguished. Dignified. Yes. Dignified. Um, that kind of, I was trying to kind of force a lead into the the subject. And I'm, I'm just intentionally being obtuse and not, I'm just waiting to see how hard you have to push to get its lead into the subject. Yeah, listeners, can you leave a comment in our Facebook group or on our Instagram page or literally anywhere and tell us that was that was that whole bit Andrew was doing funny or awkward? <laughs> oh, it's one hundred percent awkward and not necessarily funny, but it's entertaining. See, it doesn't have to be funny to be entertaining. <sighs> so think that you're guitars. I mean, it's like, do you want do you want to be the kind of entertaining that's like because divert you divert attention divert attention <laughs> signature guitars, or do you want to be the kind of entertaining that's like watching two people fight from across the food court? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think both have their place. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they do. But like one one is really bad reality TV, and one is like. Something someone could work into. <laughs> yeah, this, but this is just like reality conversation, though. Like, wait, I don't have That's enough. What podcast is. I, I couldn't even script a joke earlier. You think I'm going to script out the, an awkward social interaction? I'm not See, saying. Is, I mean, this I've... is reality podcasting. I think that's what this is. Sure. All right. All right. Cool. I just wish I, I just can't throw my beverage into your face through the microphone. So I don't know if it's going to work like that. At this point, imagining like whoever's listening to this is like, fight, 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 fight. That would just literally be me kicking you out of the recording <laughs> session. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got absolutely no power in this situation, so I'm definitely... I've muted you before. You have, and it's rude and it hurt my feelings. But it was also <laughs> deserved, so... Oh my god. I reserve my right to be an impetuous brat. In the meantime, let's talk signature guitars because there's been a bit of a uh, Hufflepuff about that lately. Well, I don't know if – I don't think I would say – I don't know. Maybe. But what I did want to say was um, what we're talking about, dear listeners, is the day that this podcast is dropping, August 4th, uh, Fender will have available a limited edition Sean Mendez Foundation Music Master. It's a signature guitar kind of thing. It's actually it's weird. It's it seems to be the foundation's signature guitar, right. or like is there a Shawn Mendes Foundation, or is the name of the guitar the Foundation Music Master? No, no. So the, the Shawn Mendes Foundation is it's a uh, separate foundation that Shawn has put together, which I think is kind of cool. I'm a fan of foundations. Um, Sometimes they're and- good. Sometimes they just, are not. Uh, sometimes they just want to put microchips inside of you. <laughs> I couldn't Yikes. even finish well, so, that with a straight face. Sorry. Sometimes they fund eight COVID vaccines, and sometimes they they're right. sometimes sometimes you're, the the family of the president just spends their own foundation money. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not spicy. saying. Listen, I think it's probably happened with both sides. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's a foundation that seeks to inspire Sean's audience, which is a younger generation, to learn about uh, music and stuff. So, causes that they are passionate about is what's the bio that you are henceforth reading from. I wasn't. Just, I, I was going. You off were reading memory. from. No, you. Oh, whatever. Um. 
Yeah, the Sean Mendes Foundation does seek to inspire Sean audience, the youth generation of today, to learn about those causes that they are passionate about and help empower them to use the voice they have to bring change to the world by taking action and giving back. Like, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about this, this foundation, but I have no idea what they do from that description. That's they just empower vague. children. That's very uh, vague. That is, you know what? It's time to do some real time sleuthing. Anyways, it, it sounds like Sean's not getting any money from this. It sounds like it's all going into a foundation, which presumably would at least hopefully do something positive. Yeah, totally. And, you know, if nothing else, it is a positively beautiful guitar. Oh, I think I think so as well. Uh, oh, this is great. You, so can, you, can you describe it? Or are you, are you looking at the show? No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm already on the foundation website. Did you uh, immediately click on our work? Because <laughs> that's where no, I No, no, I, I started scrolling down because there's like a huge graphic to scroll through. In the middle of it, it says Inspire, Empower, Act. And then I have to scroll like another three pages worth to get down to the to the rest of it. There are what we do. There are work pages literally like their Instagram feed. <laughs> All right. So our, our areas of focus are children's healthcare, youth empowerment, sustainability, education, anti-bullying, human rights, and mental health. I think that's a reasonable list. Those are all good things. Yes. Yeah, so I just feel like there's a better like way to describe what it is. Sure. It's I mean, like the they. It's like it's like they just want to specify this is for his fans somehow. I oh, because it literally is chosen by his fans and other areas chosen by Sean's audience. Click here to donate and have your say. Interesting. Oh, so it's like a crowdsourced yeah. foundation. We oh, will encourage people to learn alongside Sean. So it's like a, a charity that is a fan club or a fan club that is a charity. It's like a fan club foundation because it kind of seems like he – Goes through some sort of process with the fans. See what they care about and do that. I mean, they're literally the only people who would donate to this foundation. So it makes sense that they have. Right, right. Well, anyways, all of that to say, uh, I'm going to continue looking at this foundation. But I, I don't see anything that's out, out, outright negative. Uh, no, or... just like it's, it's a silly, it's a vague, it's vague. And I think that they should address that for their own benefit. Sure, we can. But we that's, can get that's, into the, that's nothing to do with the guitar. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the guitar, aside from the fact that it looks like proceeds are being donated to this foundation. So uh, that's something to keep in mind as we have this conversation. And yeah. anyway, so I think the guitar. I mean, itself, even honest, honestly, even if it wasn't, it's a beautiful guitar, which I, I assume you're about to describe visually. I was about to describe visually. So we've got like a floral pattern uh, underneath. It looks like an etched gold anodized pick guard. Yeah, with like wheat on it or some sort of sprouted grass situation. Well, maybe a, uh, not not cattails. Some feathers, maybe. No, I think if it if it's, I I think it would make the most sense for it to stay within the floral theme. Right. And so it's not a clear pick. So the first time I looked at this ever so briefly, is like, oh, it's a clear pickguard, which is, um, and and alongside with the the floral background, kind of like a wallpaper thing underneath the lacquer. Is that's a great the, way to describe it, wallpaper. It's uh, it, it's straight up. It's a nod to the the vintage Fender Paisley uh, guitars, which are super cool, have a, are, are rightfully respected, and have a great place amongst Fender's history. Even though so, people didn't like them at first. Sure. Screw them. I think they're great. So 
I think this is stylistically, it's a really cool nod to that and kind of taking on that concept and expanding on it in a unique way. So to that end, it's not traditional and it's traditional all in the same sense. And I actually kind of like that. I uh, really, it, really like it. I, there's only one thing I don't like about it. We got a hard tail. Is that what you don't like no. about it? No, I don't like that the flowers are growing sideways as you're playing it. This is obviously that's and that worries me because it, it makes me think that this guitar is going to be so expensive that it will only exist to hang on a wall. Mm, that's an interesting way to look at it. I hadn't considered that. I guess the florals, uh, or not the floral, the the paisley patterns that they use because there's the blue one and the pink one were the two main ones that they did. And looking at this, or looking at those, those are a lot less directionally focused and this is Paisley very much an up and down yeah yeah. this is up and down mm-hmm. i like the hardtail yeah. i like the hardtail actually on it uh it's because it is a music master so that's also stylistically a a touchback the pickups are a little bit strange you got a single coil uh, an angled single coil in the bridge position and a humbucker in the neck position which is i've seen a couple people complain about like mm-hmm. oh that's so lame i'm like i don't know there's some vintage tellies that have that pickup configuration that also sound great, so I'd want to hear it before judging the uh, how dumb the pickup configuration is. I like that it's yeah. not standard. Yeah, uh, the knobs are interesting. They're just uh, they're like the knobs that are on the tour knobs. Chrome world the... knobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three so one tone, one volume, likely a three way toggle, and uh, looks like a maple neck, non matching headstock. Well, I mean. 21 yeah. frets. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think it's cool. I, I think really, it's a good yeah, mix. Yeah, I super duper dig it. I mean, I... I think it's a mix of something old, something new, and I think people who are complaining that this looks ugly, I don't know. It's not The thing you. is, I would, I would literally do this on a guitar. Like, I have thought about, like, getting some wrapping paper or wallpaper that was a design that I like, and trying to basically like uh mod podge it to the guitar and like clear coat and sand it down and do a kind of um fade on the end there burst kind of at the ends like if i was to paint a guitar like if i i don't have any bodies that i would do this to right now but if it was like a not very pretty like bass wood or something yeah i would fully do that i think this is yeah so that's my thoughts on the guitar itself. And we've already talked briefly about the foundation. I mean, it boils down to it. It's, it's you buy it, money gets donated to charity. Everybody wins. Yeah. The, the question that I've seen tossed around a couple of forums already, like the first thing that people like the, the question that they're jumping to is really this dude gets a signature. They just handing out signatures to anybody. Like, Oh my God. Just I mean, anybody. The guys can won get how many, yeah. How many, how many Grammys has he won? I have no idea. Um, I don't know tons about his musical career. I know a couple of his songs um, just from being a casual consumer of terrestrial radio. And I like, I I mean, I don't dislike what I've heard. It's not like for me the most, it's not what I would choose to listen to, but I, whenever I hear it, I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Sean Mendez. Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. Uh, he is Canadian. I win. I win the prize. He's only, tw- he's only 21. Wow. Dang, dude. Damn. What's up with like Canadian like kid wonder pop stars? His agent well, is Wilhelmina Models. 
It used to just be a modeling agency, but I guess they expanded. But yeah, I can see him being prepped by a modeling agency. I mean, he's not a not look good looking dude. Yeah, that's that's putting it lightly. He's very conventionally attractive. He has some features that I I, I resonate with. Jesus, his awards and nomination section on Wikipedia just redirected to an entire article about his awards and nominations. Wow. So, just on a surface level, looking at that and going, I think this dude is a accomplished musical career, so there's that. As far as whether... So I think that's that can't possibly be part of an argument of Fender's just handing out signatures to just anybody because that you, you that's not you can't make that argument you really can't. He's, he's one got, of the, he's one of the biggest pop stars alive right now who plays a guitar. So I think that's notable. And as far as like whether or not he's a great musician, I honestly haven't watched him play guitar. I think the fact that oh, he, he just drums it, an acoustic every time I've seen him. Actually, wait, I'm pretty sure I have seen him play electric on SNL. Maybe I heard he used to play a John Mayer uh, Strat. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. And I mean, I definitely see the the influence listening to his music a little bit. The, the popular end of Mayer. Is that what, what you're saying? The by that you meant the um, Silver Sky, right? The PRS or the. Oh, the John Mayer had a signature Stratocaster, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you're all good. I, I could be misremembering. I just want to say that that's what he was playing. He definitely plays um, mostly Fender guitars according to Equipboard, mostly Strats and Tellys on the electric side. All right. Here we go. So. I found uh, a site that's claiming that – so it is a Fender John Mayer signature Stratocaster, so I got that right. And it's claiming that John Mayer gave it to him. Oh, damn. And here's a picture of uh, – yeah, here's a picture of the of the guitar in the case with a note from John Mayer that says, To Sean, enjoy. Aw. So I, I'm Some looking white, at this. White, white pop male superstars got to look out for each other. It's a mafia. Imagine that mafia meeting. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So which heart throb? Isn't that like basically like literally part of Godfather One? Like the guy's <laughs> nephew wants to be a singer. Yeah. I just I'm imagining I'm imagining like let's see here, Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, uh John Mayer, Sean Mendez, like all sitting in a room and like like smoking cigars in in Texas kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ed Sheeran walks in and is like, hey, boys, can I be with you? <laughs> and they eschew him for not being conventionally good looking. Then he goes on to have a great career despite their attempts to stop. I feel like that could be like an alternate universe kind of. <laughs> okay, you keep workshopping that. All right, that I'm going to workshop that theory. This is going to be a – this is going to sell so many theater tickets. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. We got to <laughs> – so yeah, the the idea the idea of what we're trying to say with with the, 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 the we, we see these complaints a lot for pretty much any time somebody gets a signature guitar, it seems like even when Ernie Ball did the Saint Vincent signature, there are people like really that person gets a signature guitar. There's right. always going to be some some dum dum somewhere who who like 
doesn't think this person is famous or an influential guitarist because that's not who their idea of influential is. And they're like, why did that person get a signature guitar? There's so many better signatures. There's so many like more more well known guitarists, better playing guitarists, or whatever. But like, if you look at pop music right now, there's not a ton of like just conventional pop music that uses guitars at all. So it makes so much sense to me that brands, when they see someone who's famous and actually probably inspiring more inspirational to teenagers picking up a guitar than anybody else probably is the most visible ones. So when people see, when kids see like Sean Mendez or Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift um, and folks like that playing guitar, it inspires them to pick one up and they're probably going to want to pick up their favorite artists. The problem is with those younger artists. I think one of the reasons they don't get the signature guitars so much is because, uh, when the, the fan base doesn't make as much money. So right. that is another reason I'm really curious about this being a music master instead of a Stratocaster, Telecaster, a jazz master or something else that's yeah, traditionally expensive. Model. Yeah, exactly. So it does worry me that it's, it, I'm worried that it will be too expensive for his fans to buy. Right. I think they had to have thought of that though. Right. Well, I, yeah, I can't imagine that they got this far in the process. Like, oh, shoot, did we? Hey, John, did we think about this? That's like, that should be like <laughs> one of the first questions they ask. So if, does the fans of this person make enough money that they would spend enough money? Uh, they're spending three, four $400 on tickets to shows. So, I mean, there's that. Ah, you're right. I mean, so shoot, I'm going to say something. A good point. It's time. For, it's time for me to say something slightly incendiary here, is in in regards to the crowd that's saying like, "Hey, like he doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve his signature guitar." And I'm just thinking about like another signature art artist that's getting a signature model from from Gibson that's being released here soon, and looking at how many Grammys they've been nominated for, and the not that this should be the the number one metric for deciding whether or not someone gets. A signature guitar, but I'm looking at this going. Adam Jones has two Grammy nominations, and Sean Mendez has three. I'm not yeah. saying that makes. I'm not saying Adam Jones is a worse guitar player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in terms of social impact, recognizability, and and branding potential. I, I think that's all got to be. Let's be honest. It's not all about how good someone is a guitar. That no. the, those are all other factors that play into this. And at the end of the day, they're accomplished musicians, both of them. And a lot, like, does every influential guitarist have to be a shredder? I mean, that's why like, Taylor Swift is a very functional guitarist, if nothing else. And, but she inspires people to, to write music. And Sean Mendes probably inspires people to write music. Cause it's my understanding. He writes his music. And so does Ed Sheeran. And I think that seems, that's a big difference with these, these pop stars who are getting signature guitars who aren't famous for being technical players in the way that, you know, John Mayer uh, is, is that they, they inspire people to write songs. And that's a lot of what you do when you're a teenager or a young person and you have a guitar. You don't like, there aren't a, a ton of us, I think who just, who don't have never had any aspiration to, to compose. Right. 
I mean, I don't know. The, the reason why I bring that up is not so much like try and I'm not trying to point out that the one's a better musician or the other because when it boils down to it, we could have that argument all day long. And I honestly, I think Adam Jones would probably win. But the point in saying that is what that begs the question, what is the purpose of a signature, signature guitar? What What is trying to be accomplished? What messaging is that sending? And as I kind of sit and think about this for more than 30 seconds, it's like, well, it's it's clearly not just to celebrate someone for being a great artist. That's, that's, there's, that's not the be all and end all as far as what gives someone a signature guitar. You can be a phenomenal guitar player, not get a signature guitar. There's more to it than that. There's gotta be some brand value involved for the company that's making it. There's gotta be, and then looking past that, you could even look into some more in terms of who is this inspiring? What, trying to inspire a younger audience. I think that's incredibly noble and that's very much worth uh, a company like Fender sinking some time into. Yeah. I mean, they would not make a guitar if they did like available commercially, if they did not think they could sell that guitar. Right. Right. So not, I'm not saying that you, you have, you can't like good players shouldn't have a signature guitar, but it's not as cut and dry as are they an excellent guitar player that are they like the top 50 guitar players of all time? It, it's not about that. And that's, I think that's what some people are getting swept up into is like, Hey, like the Sean Mendes kid, he isn't one of the, the top hundred greatest guitarists of all time. I'm like, okay. And kids 21 for starters. And for two is that's not why people are making signature guitars. There's more to it than that. It's a bigger picture. It's a bigger world. And mm-hmm. I also, you know, on a related tangential part of it, I think people are just insecure that, Hey, what's this 21 year old white dude getting a, signature from dude he's worked hard let him have it i mean he's 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 successful and there are things that come with success that are cool it sounds like he's trying to do something good with with his success um via whatever this foundation is i mean i mean maybe they price this guitar i think it's unlikely that they price this guitar in like uh the range of what most of us probably think a vendor music master should cost but my guess is they make it extremely limited and charge, uh, a, and and then the guitars end up being really expensive. That's yeah, my I, guess. I could see them charging like five grand for this, just the way that they're setting this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole setup seems a little bit more like this is for foundation, which is another thing that I think would prep somebody to to spend more money. Shell out the extra cash. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with nothing wrong with it. That's that's supply and demand, but it's also marketing. Oh yeah, I mean. It's business, and if you're getting upset with Fender running their business well, I mean, come on. It's not like they're trying to charge five thousand dollars for their for quote unquote top of the line guitars that have serious quality control issues. I mean, yeah, no one else would do that. Um, Nobody so would do that. I'm just waiting for the for the comments because give it like <laughs> two weeks, and there's going to be some fifteen year old rich kid who's going to end up with one of these because their their parents bought it for them. Well, yeah, of course. Right, because that's, you know that's how the world seems to work. And they're gonna, some kids gonna post a video of them playing it and be like, "Look, I got a new guitar," and a bunch of people are gonna be like, "No, I've been playing for twenty years. I don't have a guitar that nice. You suck." And I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for that. that comment to happen. It, it's it's going. I swear, it's. I don't see a world where this doesn't happen. And just preemptively, I, I'd like to say, let the kid have fun. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. I yeah I'm I'm with you on that one, but um I I think there are some there are some people who I think would would make um 
oh gosh, I'm going to start that over. Um, give me two seconds. I swear to God, I had a thought. Yikes. Um, you know, I don't, I guess, damn, I don't, this is really embarrassing for me. I'm looking at my open tabs and I'm wondering why I had these open and how I was going to transition into what I want to talk about, which is another thing that Fender said was that they were going to, they they announced that they were going to do a bunch of signature models uh, this year, including more than they've ever had for women. And they still have about four months to do this. And, uh, so I'm like, I'm not worried that they're not going to release any guitars, but I'm curious about who they might be. Like, do you think they'll be women who have been playing for a really long time? Though I don't know if like Nancy Wilson plays Fender guitars. I think she, I feel like she's a Gibson girl. Um, but I think, I think there's going to be like some, some, some really great women in indie who are going to have some signature guitars. And I, and I had have a guess as to who two of them might be. Do you want to hear my guesses? Oh boy. Is Andrew muted? Andrew. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. My, <laughs> my browser decided to mute itself automatically out of the blue. Sorry about that. That was weird. I thought you just muted because it was clear my thought wasn't going anywhere. But um, yeah, I have some guesses on who I think uh, might get a signature Fender guitar this year, if you're curious about what I think. I am curious to hear what you think. Yeah. I think one of them is going to be uh, Alicia from Bully. Are, are you familiar with that band? You just cut out his suit. Uh, I heard, I think one of my best, my guesses is going to be, and then blank for like five seconds. And then I heard, I mean, have you ever heard of that band? And I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I mean. So for for the listeners, sometimes <laughs> the audio cuts out, seemingly cuts out for Andrew or I while the other is talking. And it always like reappears in post somehow. So I'm not going to repeat everything I just said. Uh, have you heard of the band Bully? I have. Yeah. So Alicia from Bully, uh, they're a band based out of Nashville um, and just rock. But she has this old Squire 51. It's like a Squire 51 body uh, yeah. with um, with a different neck. And it is a bluesman neck. And she doesn't know if the bluesman made the neck or if it was a Fender neck and it got redone. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, it looks like it's a very custom guitar that was given to her. Uh, and it's really, it's really cool. It's like, uh, it's green, like a mint surf green, maybe. Yeah. Surf green, I would say. Right. And, uh, it looks like a, a telly neck at an angle and then a humbucker in the bridge and just a simple hardtail system and mismatched knobs. And I, I could imagine Fender doing this one. I think that a 51 is something that hasn't been done in a minute. It's a kind of a goofy, goofy shape, like an unusual shape, but still familiar in its own ways. And then it has that surf green color. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I would not be surprised if one of the guitars is this. What do you think? Do you think that's a, do you think that, that do you think that guess makes sense? 
I think that guess makes sense, and I think it would be rad. That, those are my two thoughts. Yeah. I mean, she's not the most famous person in the world, not the most famous guitarist in indie rock, or female guitarist even in, in, in indie rock, probably. But I think Bully is big enough, and that if if they don't have that name recognition, rec- recognition uh, I think that just having a unique body itself and doing something unique, kind of like the Squire Paranormal series... I think that would sell guitars even without her name attached to it. And I think that attaching her name to it is just like a sweet little bonus. Yeah, I mean, something that Fender does really, really well that I think Gibson is still trying to figure out how to do is kind of taking a little bit of something old and classic and then adding something new into it and pulling it off. And not saying that Fender hasn't or Gibson hasn't been able to do that at all, but I've been – that's a complaint I hear a lot that I think has some value to it. Yeah. Fender does that so well, and to see a lesser-known vintage model get pulled like that for a signature, I think that's very on brand for Fender. I think that showcases mm-hmm. how flexible the Fender, Fender brand can be, uh, which I think is just marvelous, personally. But oh, totally. I mean, then, I could I could have seen this in the Squire Paranormal line, and yeah. I'm almost sad that they did the Tornado instead of this. So I'm sure I will get lots of boos and hisses for saying that. Yeah. I mean, they did what they did. I still think the uh, the new lineup is phenomenal overall. It is. Oh, I know like you liked the Tornado, part. didn't you? Sorry, <laughs> I like uh, this. Well, I just like this better. That. I just think I just like this one better. It's all a matter of preference. It yes. would be it would be silly if, if someone liked every single one of them to an outstanding degree. That's why there's variety. There's something for everybody. Anyways, yes. So. All of that to say, to take it to the next step in terms of like whether or not they have name recognition, sure, that's going to have that. I, I'd say that's a strike against whether or not that possibly happens. But at the same time, looking at the different markets that Fender is trying to reach, trying to hit a broader range of target markets, I think that it simultaneously is a plus in terms of inspiring a certain audience, a certain group of people to continue to learn and get excited about music and participate because mm-hmm. realistically a future in music that is homogenous sounds boring. I think Fender knows that. And I think they're willing to put their money behind that. Yeah, totally. Um, are you ready for my next guess? Actually, I have three. I forgot that I had three. And if we only get through two, that's fine. And I, I, get this one. I gave all my thoughts thinking I only had to give it one more. All right, fine. Give me all three. All right. Come on. Let's do it. All right, I think the next one is Melanie Fay. Do you know who she is? Yes. Yes. yes she is, she is yes. a baby. Well, I should say she's 22. She's younger than me. She's closer to your age. Um, and a fellow Taurus. Uh, but basically she, she went viral. She drives a what? She's a Taurus. Like she drives me. a Taurus? Okay. I didn't know you have a Taurus. All right. Uh, but yeah, she's based out of Nashville, I think, technically. But I would love – she plays Fender Strats. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I've seen her with the most. And I can imagine a Melanie Faye uh, Fender Strat would be awesome. Awesome. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. And she's it's, she likes that that um, that light blue color. Like, plastic blue? blue, I think. Yeah. But I, I would love to see good. something – Please. I thought it was Daphne Blue. My oh, Daphne Blue, probably. I, I I'm probably wrong. It's the truth, and I am man enough to admit it. Yeah, but she's got that blue strat that she plays a lot, and yeah. I think that would be fantastic. 
uh, just to have. And, like, maybe something even a little more fun that fits her fits her personality. Now, she's a phenomenal player. I think deserves much more recognition than she's already got. She's already got quite a following. Yeah, and she already has quite a relationship with Fender. Yep. So I yeah. could... I think that would be a shoe in. I think that just makes sense. Yeah, that would be so cool. She's talented. Um, and then my She's last crazy talented. Yeah, my my last guess. It's, and so all these guesses are just women I'm fans of enough to know that they play Fenders. So last one is is Julian Baker because she is pretty much pretty much always has her. Um, her, her telecasters and usually butterscotch tellies. So that's the one that, that you like. So I would like, Ooh. I think it'd be cool to see, cool to see something from, from her. Something with her name on it. I suppose it's possible. Do you know Joel? You don't know. Do you no. know Julia Baker? Oh man. Really? I feel like I'm, I mean, the name sounds super familiar, but. Well, so Julia ago, Baker. Julianne Baker. Julian, Julie, Julian Baker, like Julian Lennon, Julian Baker. Um, but she uh, rose to like indie rock success when she released uh, this EP called "Sprained Ankle," and it's I'm pretty sure literally just her and a guitar, and her own guitars, and maybe a, some other instrumentation here and there. But it's very sparse, very guitar driven. And live, every time I've seen her, it's literally just her, her pedal board, her looper. Uh, sometimes her, uh, someone will come out and play a little violin with her, but she also plays piano and acoustic guitar on a couple songs. So she's just a shredder. She's a really talented and um, emotive guitarist and has a big following. And she's, she's uh, a woman in indie rock who's known for being a killer guitarist. And there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of those. Dude, she's got a serious there following. There kind of are. Yeah. How have I never heard of her? I don't know. I feel like I've been robbed of not if finding out about this sooner. What's in the KXP instead of the top instead of the pop radio? Uh, I I listen to KXP and I am an amplifier of KXP. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my so number one station, followed by 88.5 KNKX. I do Jazz want to clarify. I want to clarify there are a lot of talented women who play guitar in indie rock right now. And that was a really stupid thing of me to say. And as soon as I said it, five came into mind. So I think, uh, I mean, that was a dumb thing to say. I can't get around it. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sure there's a good way for me to comment on that, but that was so stupid. What was I? What was I thinking? I could just say Sadie Dupuis and be done with it, but she doesn't. But she plays a moniker guitar, not a Fender, so I didn't think about it. Oh gosh, I'm such a Michelle from Japanese Breakfast. Also, is a killer guitarist, so there's right after that. I don't know. If she plays Fenders. And I'm also very much. Fo- I think Lindsay L is a country artist who's a who's a good bet because that woman uh, takes. Uh, Stratocast is famous for taking Stratocasters and uh, doing this kind of spin spin art paint on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's has some country hits. She's really phenomenal guitarist who plays Fenders, of course, as well. Uh, and I'm pulling up. Oh, and Jen, 
Michelle Zahner from Japanese Breakfast plays the jazz master. I've just that was one of, that was one of the most boneheaded things I'd ever said in my life. Wow, I'm apologize to women. Oh, I'm never gonna forgive myself for saying that. You see, normally I would like take the jump and be like, "Haha, now I can make fun of you." I, I'm just gonna let that one stand all on its own. I could cry. It was so dumb. <laughs> see, and you know what, guys who say that—that's how dumb you sound. <laughs> but dumber. How dumb I just was. Um, so one oh artist God. that I really thought was gonna be on the list, and now I'm second guessing, is Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, she's got the Dan Electros. Yep. And, and I don't, I don't know if she would give it up. That 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 baritone is like her signature guitar. Mm-hmm. But she also does play a lot of Fenders, and so I was like, well, maybe. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. So does Lucy Dacus. Uh, she plays. Um, actually, I've seen her with Gibsons, but most recently I've seen her with a black on black Telly Deluxe. Ooh, that's a good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's very sleek. And isn't that. I think that's what the guy from Japan Droids plays, too. Do you know them? Sorry, you cut out again. From who? Japan, Japan Droids. I don't oh know yeah, he plays, a, he plays a Tele Deluxe, but it's not black on black. Oh, dude. You like hardcore music and you haven't listened to Japan Droids? There's a lot of music out there, all right? <laughs> so you need to listen to Japan Droids. I, um... I recommend uh, their second... Celebration Rock, that's the record I recommend from them. But I, I recommend listening to it only when you're in a very emotionally safe place, because it will give you, like, almost more emotions than a person should be allowed to have at once. And it's hardcore. The bio says indie well, rock not duo, not hardcore. Okay, okay. In my defense. Okay, open, open up uh, Japan Droids on on YouTube really quickly. All right. I'll just, I'll just mute it out if I can hear it. And what song am I looking for? Uh, the House That Heaven Built is probably their best song. All right. It makes me very sad. And Fire's Highway is a good one, too. And so is The Night of Wine and Roses. All right. Give me just a second here. Okay. All right. Here we go. The House That Heaven Built. Are you watching a commercial? No, I was just listening to it. Uh, I just like clicked in the middle of the song. I think I caught like the back half of the chorus. Oh, hold on. Oh, gosh. Sorry. What was your thought on it? Uh, I mean, it's it's like rock, but this isn't hardcore. (laughs) This is okay. This is better than hardcore. You're right. I just thought that would help. This is still definitely. I I dig the sound. I'm not going to lie. I actually really liked that. But it's not hardcore. Yeah. There's, there, there, we're in different realms here. So my defense, I, I refuse to be shamed for not knowing this band. Okay, but they're very good. <laughs> they are very good. I, I really like the the 15 seconds I just listened to, and oh. I'll definitely be coming back to listen to this later in the week. Actually, I think that's going to be uh, the band I'll listen through this week. 
Yeah, they're very good. And they're really great live. And uh, once I saw them at the Neptune and Craig Fenn from the Hold Steady opened up, shortest women's restroom line I've ever seen at a show. And I saw the Hold Steady with the drive-by truckers. <laughs> so <laughs> that's competitive. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember like guys kept trying to like stage dive. And two guys unsuccessfully tried to take their stage dives. And they turned it into swan dives. Um, and then the band kind of stopped and was like, so if somebody jumps off the stage, you're supposed to catch them. Just be safe. Because I, I had to stop between songs when someone would have a failed uh, stage dive to make sure yeah, nobody everyone gets out of the way. You're like, hey, uh, are there any loose teeth on the ground we should be collecting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bag of ice. Is he still got his shoes on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then the next person to try to stage dive was maybe the bravest woman I've ever seen. Because after you watch two failures like that, you think maybe not the best idea. Yeah. And man, they caught her and she was just fist pumping and had the biggest smile on her face. And I was like, I want that energy all the time. No, I much prefer to start at the back because, like, at a hardcore show, like, the folks at the back of the crowd are like, yeah, let me, let me, let me give you a knee up onto the crowd, like, get you started, and then you get pushed towards the stage. Yeah. That's, that's a much, that's a cooler move. That's definitely like, it's safe until you get to the stage and you get dropped over the edge of the barrier. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely, I definitely saw a guy get knocked out cold instantaneously because the security guys are always there to try and catch you. And he went legs first. The security guy got his legs and just swung the back of his head into the barrier. Just eyes rolled to the back, like right in front of me. Like I was trying like, no, like help catch him. Just couldn't do it. Oh, yikes. Um, That's a note. That's a note to end it on. Yeah. So I definitely do so at your own hazard. Um, Now that time I think you did it on purpose. I did it on purpose both times. I feel like I'm being questioned. You are. You're being yeah. doubted. I, I'm i not feeling a vote of confidence from you. I'm just teasing you. I'm That's just true. grumpy because I'm sunburned. Aw. Dude, I got super – so I, I mentioned I got sunburned when I was on vacation, and we did not have aloe vera. And I went to like the the corner market and it was like we sell we sell worms for fishing. I'm like, that means it's gonna be expensive if they've got it in like this little bottle of aloe vera. Yeah. I think it's like fifteen bucks. It's like, oh, ouch! That almost hurts yeah. worse than the sunburn. I didn't want to spend that much on a bottle of aloe vera. I was gonna use like once or twice a year. They uh, probably sell so much of it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> There's only one on the shelf. I'm like, oh, I better grab that real quick. Oh, it's got yeah. lidocaine. Yay. And I'm sure like as soon as we left the store, like, and time to throw another one out. We got another sucker. <laughs> got burned. People will see that there's just one bottle and it'll make them not second guess buying it because of the price. That's actually pretty brilliant. It was, uh, yeah, there wasn't a price tag on it. I didn't find out until I went to go check out. And I was like, nice. well, I need it. Here we go. Gosh, that was like buying hand sanitizer in Dallas right when COVID was <laughs> starting. Like, yeah. Like, you just see one, like, the, all they have at the gas station is one little bottle, like, the, the one and a half ounce ones. You're like, I need that now. Right, That's right. mine now. Difference being is, like, I'm not remotely upset by this, this small corner market in a podunk town by hustling. Like, dude, you know what? That hurt for me to pay for, but... You guys are doing your jobs, so it's just smart business. Yeah. 
that's fair. I, I can't get mad at that. And if that's supporting a small little business in a small town in an area that I like to vacation at, by, by all means. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, it's getting a little late and I, I had a very long day and I so I'm kind of feeling you did too. So, uh, it was, it was a day indeed. It was a day. It was a full day. I'm not saying it was bad. It was just a full day and I'm a little tired. Fine. I'll leave. Well, uh, to everyone listening, uh, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes. It really, really helps us. Uh, if you want to support us financially, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash get offset. And, uh, we have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.